dementia researcher with a blog and a rating. More than a paper, co-designing a board game. Papers are our currency in academia, but writing blogs, taking part in podcasts and giving talks can have a much higher reach and impact. What's more, using non-academic platforms can help to share research with the people that matter. In our case, that includes people with dementia, carers, care professionals, charities and decision makers. But sometimes we fancy doing something even more outside the academic paper box and come up with a random idea to design a game. How did we come up with the idea? The NIHR Applied Research Collaboration Northwest Coast, or rather its predecessor, the Clark, produced a snake and ladder-esque game about health inequalities. Having done research into inequalities in dementia care for quite a while now, I thought it would be interesting to try and share findings in the area in a different way. And this game gave the idea, really. So you've got the idea, but how to go about it? It's been a steep learning curve. Not to speak about intellectual property and copyright and royalties, which comes later. Just like with research, the first thing to do is always co-production and public involvement. Besides pulling together a small team, of course. We were lucky to secure some PPI funding from the Wellcome Trust to host three co-production workshops. At the first two, virtual ones, we spoke with people with dementia, unpaid carers, health and social care professionals and third sector reps about their experiences of inequalities in dementia and about some very early thoughts on how a game could look like. We synthesized those discussions and produced printouts of each noted barrier to dementia diagnosis and care. We also drafted a very basic template for such a game. At our third co-production workshop, this time face-to-face -face at the University of Liverpool, we first of all asked attendees to discuss and prioritize the identified barriers. Then, we provided them with the printouts of the very basic game design to draw on, make comments and advance the design and group table discussions. Attendees had so much important and worthwhile experiences to share, two hours felt like 10 minutes just whisked by. Whilst we still had a very basic concept idea of the game, we approached a game designer to support us with properly designing it. This took a lot of meetings with the game developers, who were incredibly helpful, and talked us through how the board might look, how many cards we should make available, how many players there can be in the target audience. Now, I won't go into all the details of the final game, which is being finalized and going into production at the end of this month, but here are some key learnings about co-designing a game, which is incredibly creative, engaging, fun, and different, and makes you learn a lot too. First, involve people with lived and professional experiences multiple times before even having any idea of how a game could look like. Second, reimburse any attendees for their time and effort. Luckily, we secured a small Welcome Trust public engagement fund. Third, make your take your time and meet up with your team repeatedly, taking into consideration the ideas that emerged from discussions with lived and professional experts. Fourth, work with third sector organizations early on to generate buy-in. Ultimately, you'd like to sell the game, so you also need to think about where the funds for larger production will come from. Fifth, chat to your university's legal and intellectual property team very early on, keeping them involved in the steps of the design and especially when it comes to creating and selling a final product. Sixth, think about how profits might be divided among your team, feeding back to the third sector organizations and into new public involvement activities or research. And seventh, 
Advertise and generate momentum for your game. If no one knows about it, it will be very difficult for the game to reach the intended end user. That also means you need to be clear for what group or groups you are designing the game in the first place. And lastly, enjoy playing the game. Dementia is the opposite of fun. But the aim of our game, the Dementia Inequalities game, is to improve awareness of and learn about dementia and associated inequalities, whilst discussing the topic with fellow game players. The game is designed for people with dementia, carers, care professionals and the general public. It can be used as a training tool for social care professionals, medical students or allied health professionals, for example. Shortly, the final game will be available on the Louis Buddy Society webpage, co-funded by LBS and Serve Liverpool, from a massive thanks to Jackie and Hilary. Needless to say, we are uber-excited to see this game come to life, and unpacking the prototype boxes has been a little bit like Christmas. Whilst not everyone wants to design a game, there's something about being creative in the dissemination of your research which is really exciting. I'd encourage everyone to think about how else we might share research and encourage learning outside of the currency of academic papers. Thank you for listening. Join the Dementia Research bloggers and share your own views.